The Ruth Frost Parker Center for Abundant Aging presents The Art of Aging, information and tips on how to experience life more abundantly as we age. Our hosts are John King and Reverend Beth Long Higgins, Executive Director of the Ruth Frost Parker Center in Marion, Ohio, an initiative of the United Church Homes. I've been retired four years in August of this year. I thought, well, I need something else to fill my time. Let's see what's out there. And I came across this silver is gold entity. And I thought this would be a great thing to jump into and learn about. It looked like it was something that wouldn't take all of my time, like working a, a, a real job. So I thought it might be something interesting to look at. Beth. We're noticing a surge in the number of retired professionals who are interested in continuing to stay engaged in work, but in a more flexible and part-time fashion. They're interested in encore career opportunities, but where can they find these types of assignments? John, in answer to that question, we have the story of Silver is Gold. This is a project that connects retired professionals with businesses and nonprofits seeking their wisdom and expertise. Peter Benkendorf, who oversees the Collaboratory in Dayton, decided to take on this challenge. And Donna Kastner, a Dayton Foundation Delmar Encore Fellow, will be working with Peter for the next year to bring this concept to fruition. In this episode, we'll talk to Peter, Donna, and participants in a recent Silver is Gold seminar that brought together over 50 people who were excited about this concept. Key among those participants was Noreen Wilhelm, who oversees the Dayton Foundation's Delmar Encore Fellowship Initiative. The Delmar Initiative sponsored a, a training program challenging the myths of aging at, back in 2019. And the outcome of that gathering was that people wanted to keep working on certain issues, including employment and volunteerism. And Peter saw the connection with his own interests in older workers and chaired a committee within Challenging the Myths. And from that, Silver is Gold was developed. Donna, you've been working with retired persons since the recession. You seem like the perfect person to take on a Del Mar Encore Fellowship with Silver is Gold. Layoffs were happening, and it seemed to happen more often for people of a certain age. And then landing that next job was taking longer and longer. Along the way, I met Peter Benkendorf at the Collaboratory, and he was doing some amazing things. Fast forward several years later, to his credit, I think they went at this several different ways, and silver is gold is where it landed. Actually, Don and I had been talking about some sort of talent connection way back in 2017, and after the first of the year, uh, 2021, we just started working on it, and the Silver's Gold brand name came to me, and we put this team together, and uh, here we are with uh, our Del Mar Fellow and a live website, and a lot of good things ahead for us, I think. I know when we're meeting with companies, the first question I ask is, what work isn't getting done but needs to? And it's amazing. That question unleashes a boatload of feedback. And then I suggest, especially for this talent group, because they don't want to be working 40 hours in the office. Most of them want 20 is the max that they're looking for in any given week. And they want to be doing the work that they enjoy, the work that they're, you know, they've spent a whole career honing skills. And in, you might have heard us today talk about superpowers. When you hone in on those two to three things that you constantly gravitate back to, those are the ones you really enjoy and you tend to excel at. I like challenges, I research, I get things done. I'm a great listener. I think that's 
top superpower. I had more colleagues coming to me over the years that had problems. How do I deal with it? I'm looking for the opportunity to help organizations, nonprofit or for-profit, understand their benefits, their obligations for benefits, how those benefits add to the value that they're offering their employees, and to help those organizations understand what options they have and what their next steps are in their benefit plans. I am looking to retire soon, so I'm in that what's next kind of phase. I think my superpower would be kind of a soft sort of skills, and I think that comes across to people, so they trust me. So um, I'm not sure what to do with all that, but hopefully somewhere along the line something will happen and I'll figure that out. I was vice president of operations. What I thought I was good at was P&L management, profit and loss management, sales support. I was certified in project management for 10 years. I've been retired for seven years now, almost eight. Retired at 65. I am looking for things to do. That's me. There is a real strong need for people with experience. I think that's really the challenge. A lot of times, you know, people are retiring early, or companies in the past have let go of people somewhat around ageism, but then that there's a cost, and they, they try and justify losing some of their older talent because they can get somebody younger in, pay them less money. And I think that they're realizing that sort of wisdom that comes with experience is missing in their organizations. And so I think there's just a lot of interest there. Some sectors, construction is looking for people with project management backgrounds, other technical skills, accounting, finance background. I just think that there's just a lot of companies and a lot of different businesses that have real talent needs and have not been able to find what they're looking for in the traditional marketplace. There are businesses that are in need of certain competencies, certain expertise, and this group of people are too young to be done, and there is still some desire for staying engaged, but in a more flexible capacity. So we're just trying to facilitate those connections, and I think the biggest challenge I had when I first took on this fellowship was, where do we start? It's chicken and egg, you know? They're both asking, Who you, where's your talent? And the talent's asking, where are the employers? And so we're moving that along, but we are leaning in harder to the talent right now. We have a pool of about 25, 30 talent candidates that have created a profile. They've uploaded resumes. They've shared some of the certifications and skills that they have. And then we have employers that are starting to fill out their profiles and posting opportunities. And what are you looking for as an employer? My name is Karen Moon and I am the director of the Huntington Learning Center, and I am here to help people be aware that retired teachers are definitely being sought. Retired teachers are absolutely gold to organizations like mine, people who know how to teach, people who love teaching, and absolutely that's what we're here hoping to connect with teachers that want to teach. We do not accept volunteers. We pay our teachers. <laughs> and our teachers are required, however, to be available to us at least six hours a week. It is a part-time job. It does require some flexibility because sometimes kids get sick and they can't make it. But certified teachers, that's what we're looking for. I think when we get out there and have conversations with employers, they're excited. When we have conversations with talent, they're excited. But we have to help them. What does this next conversation look like? Because we're not a staffing agency. 
we're facilitating talent connections with opportunities. But in time, I think the vision is that they'll find one another. I think we're still in early stages of that, but I am so encouraged, especially today, to see what an incredible community of talent and at a point where we need this talent. I mean, we had HR, finance, marketing, sales. We've got so many people with incredible careers. They certainly can be trusted advisors in so many capacities. The pandemic robbed us of almost two years of mentorship for this talent that was emerging. And here they are mid-career. So we're really looking at how this workforce could help bridge this gap. And I think silver is gold. Silver interns could be those coaches helping to mentor those rising stars because there's an amazing talent force coming to be. We talked about ageism today, and certainly when you're of a certain age in the silver range here, you experience it. But I maintain that ageism is not just an elder thing. It's when we immediately leap to judgments about people based on their generation. Partially it's generation, partially it's stage of life and level of experience. But I watch the millennials and even Gen Z coming behind them, and I have more hope. And this world has an awful lot of problems that need to be solved. And if I ever see peers of mine dismissing, oh, you know, they've got their noses in their devices, there's something about this younger generation they're asking really good questions, and they really want to understand why certain things happen, and, and there's heart to them, and there's empathy. So I, I have great hope that they are both bright and empathetic to move us through some of these problem areas and to something better. When we're looking for workers, we can't forget that older workers are valuable in a, a mixed-generation workforce, that we want young people, we want to support young people, we want to attract young people back to the community, but we also want to have institutional memory. We want to have a mix of skills and attributes in a workforce, and you can't do that with single-generation workforces. They offer a wide range of experience, that they have done a lot of things, they've seen what works, they've seen what doesn't work, they have what's called the soft skills, they are able to assess a situation and begin to formulate a plan for addressing problems. They have a wealth of contacts. They know people. You don't be active in a community for 30 or 40 or 50 years without having a thick contact list. We've got a lot of work to do in terms of education. There are a lot of myths about older workers that, you know, we're not good at technology, that we're slow to learn new things, that we have no interest in learning new things. And, you know, what we keep demonstrating is that's not true. So, Donna, a big part of how you are building the program is with monthly events that focus on a particular topic. My background is in the events realm. So as I came into this fellowship, I said, we've got to bring the community together. So creating this and setting up a registration site, I do believe hostmanship is important, especially when you're forming a new community. And talking about this, less about our program. Hey, come demo our program. We talked about issues and, and challenges that mattered to this group. And in the context, they learned about silver is gold. I think when they have conversation with one another, we certainly don't have all the answers. Now the challenge, we had 67 people registered and we had 50 show up. I think part of that is that this resonated for them, that we were talking about some issues that they cared about. So let them know, hey, I know, I'm you. I think that's part of it too. I'm them. I'm walking the same journey. What are some of the issues that come up when you try to match people with employers? 
I do think that both sides have some opportunity to meet each other in the middle. So you have the employers that in the office, 40 hours, you've got the candidates. Well, I'd like to work six or 10 or 12 hours, and then I'm going to Florida, you know, for three months, and, and I want all that, because this can work, and they will be great for assignments. But ongoing gigs with interruptions like that may not be possible. So I think we're a mediator <laughs> trying to uh, help create these matches, and we don't want to match something that's not going to work. I think the potential is awesome. We have a lot of people here in Dayton, I think, that would be very interested in doing something like this. Not working full-time, but not ready to retire full-time either. I've spoken with a lot of my friends who are retired that are across the globe, and they all would love to do something like this, and they want to know when is silver is gold coming to their town. We really have an opportunity to demonstrate something here. Our vision is we'd love to see Silver and Gold as a national organization that would have teams of people like our team here. And if it's a nonprofit, could be a government entity, but uh, wants to take the platform and then go out and basically do what we did, develop that network of talent, that network of employers, and hopefully long-term really kind of change the dynamics of how people view uh, older adults as still being viable and important to contribute to organizational success. You can access the Silver is Gold website at silverisgold.org. On the website, you can post a talent profile or a work opportunity. You can also subscribe to the Silver is Gold monthly newsletter. This podcast was funded in part by the Dayton Foundation Del Mar Encore Fellows Initiative and the Ruth Frost Parker Center for Abundant Aging, a program of United Church Homes. Audio production and interviews were conducted by Delmar Fellow Eric Johnson.